0: So let's begin Okay, and so on this fifth session uh, First we spoke through Galatians Where we walk with the Spirit We are being led by the Spirit And we are being uh, Walking in step with the Holy Spirit So even in the first section We were talking about the focus Is on living with the Holy Spirit It's not about what happens in our lives It's not the content of our life But who is driving that life And so whatever He may give There is nothing greater than the Holy Spirit that is within me. There is nothing more valuable in this world than the Holy Spirit within me. And so leaving this Holy Spirit on the side and trying to make things with other things, that is foolishness. It is not only foolishness, but it is unbelief. And so those who know the Holy Spirit would know that this is obvious to live this way. And without the Spirit of God inside of you, you are not a human. You cannot be considered a human. Why? Because the glory of the new creation makes you a completely new being from from what you from what humans were before and that's why Paul declares that you are a new creation a new creation and so you are completely different from human beings before and as this new creation the focus of the glory that is given us is that the holy spirit dwells within us And so without Leaving this Holy Spirit To the side And trying to live With something else This is where your life Starts to get tangled And so if you don't live By the Holy Spirit You live by your thoughts And when you live By your thoughts As it says in Proverbs Though the the way Seems right to a man But this way Leads to death And so in that way The person If they do not live By the Holy Spirit That path May seem right to you But it's leading you To death And so And so this is the reason why your life is so bound, so entangled, because why? from the bigger picture, from the big picture, is that you are not living by the Holy Spirit. When you are not living by the Holy Spirit, what are you living by? You are living by yourself. This is the principle of things. And so if you don't live by the Holy Spirit, is there a possibility for your life to be glorified? No, 100% impossible. In these end times, especially when your life comes to an end, there will come a point where everything you will be brought to an account. And if you stand before God, then that will be a day of victory. It will be a day of great joy. But if you don't, if you don't, then that will be a day of great fear. It will be a day of, of great regret. And so for us, the only secret to life is what is living by the Holy Spirit. And going beyond that, fundamentally speaking, when God created Adam, Adam was created to live without God, or was created to be able, was created to live with God. Without God, he wasn't able to live. But without God, what does he become? He becomes a living psuke, right? Which is someone who lives by his thoughts, and someone who lives by his thoughts will go to his doom according to his own thoughts. What is God declaring when He created man? He's saying that you need Me to survive. You need Me to live. And so to men who, do not, who lives without the Spirit of God Whatever they may achieve Whatever they may bring Whatever they may have Ultimately it's all leading to death It's all leading to destruction Is there any exception? No, there is no exception If there is an exception Then I will go to hell for you Without God it is death This must be clear And so it's not a choice But rather we need to live by God And living by God Because Jesus Christ came to this earth And paid the price And he, came, he went back up to heaven to what? To give us the Holy Spirit And so ultimately we need to live by the Holy Spirit And the way we can live by the Holy Spirit
1: Sorry um, Okay,
0: and so by living by the Holy Spirit we learn of all these things we learn of how to live with the Holy Spirit and the benefits of living with the Holy Spirit and so above all else the only thing we need to do is live by the Holy Spirit and so God is what? God is living God and if He is living God what does that mean? that means that we are to meet with Him even now we need to continue on meeting with Him if you do not meet with Him that's where the problems begin And so we need to live by meeting with God because He is what? He is living God. And so when we live by the Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit within me allows me to have fellowship with God. And so even from this perspective alone, we can see the importance of living by the Holy Spirit. And so above all else, if you do not live by the Holy Spirit and try to attempt to make something of your own, then, then that is dangerous because what if you do succeed? And so that just deceiving Thus just deceiving yourself and so, and so this is how dangerous that could be And so without the Holy Spirit Trying to attempt something in your life This is as if walking into a cave Strapped with da- dynamite Okay and so youth Do you know what dynamite is? Why do the youth sound like they're old? Why do they sound like the elderly? <laughs> <laughs> and so, living by the Holy Spirit, this is fundamental it is essential we must live by the holy spirit and so let's and so we've been continuing speaking of the holy spirit and so in galatians if we want to live by the holy spirit then what we need to lack our own strength we need to lack our own will walking by spirit and then being led by the spirit means we lack our will because his leading is the best right and that is also the calling of the church he is the head of the body which is the church and as the body it is what's important is for us to receive from the head that is the secret to glorification and then being in step with the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? That means we should not be sensitive to other things. Do not be sensitive to the world. And so like look look at look at look at it, right? Being sensitive to the trends of the world. That's not what we should be sensitive to.
1: And
0: so the second session was what?
1: the second session
0: was John 16 right regarding sin regarding righteousness regarding judgment so when the holy spirit comes he, d- he comes to dis- uh he discerns all right not discerns he um convicts us of sins of righteousness of of judgment and so when the holy spirit comes inside of us he convicts us the root of that sin the fund- the, the essence of that sin and and so please uh, if possible try to see all the various books and then also now the third session was what was through Ephesians is that is the relationship with the Holy Spirit and the church and because we are the church we cannot separate be separate from the Holy Spirit right the Holy Spirit uh, is is what is the one is like the nerve system that that transmits the, the orders of the head throughout the body and so the head has dominion over the body and that rain comes through what as it says in Ephesians 4:11 the spiritual gifts of apostle uh, the, the anointing of apostle prophets evangelists and teachers and so the Holy Spirit to his teach to his church this is the most fundamental uh, spiritual flow that goes throughout the church and so as I say spiritual gifts is the is like the car whereas the system the system of the church is like the road. And so, even right now, you've been continually been in this flow, in this current, as you've been trained in our church. And so as you continue to go down You need to start manifesting This characteristic right? Whether you're an apostle, whether you're a prophet Whether you're an evangelist right? Uh, through this the church is Equipped Is equipped, as it says In Ephesians 4.12 Equipped for all kinds of ministry And then so remember we talk about This perfection and this perfection Is described also in Hebrews What is, what is perfection? Perfection is righteousness Righteousness is the final destination of righteousness, and so, and so, it, so the righteousness is fulfillment. Is what is perfection? Is is wholeness? Is completion? And so when we receive this righteousness, then with that righteousness, God continually makes that righteousness complete in me, fulfills that righteous requirement in me. And so through Jesus Christ, through the cross, when we have that faith that by that cross I have gotten righteousness, Through that righteousness, I can cry out to God. When I cry out to God, I meet with Him, and through that meeting with Him, that Holy Spirit continually formulates in me, shapes in me that that uh, righteousness inside of me. And so, this is talking about that relationship between the Holy Spirit and the church. And so, through these four spiritual functions, uh, four spiritual elements, uh, God God builds up His church. And so, every morning when I wake up. one of the most important responsibilities I have is to pray f- and and send forth these anointings throughout the church in the morning, praying with the with, with this apostolic anointing, prophetic anointing, evangelistic anointing, and teaching anointing, and, and and receiving that in the faith every morning and sending it out every morning. This is the most principal. Highway for the church. Uh, It doesn't matter how good the car is. If that car has no road to drive on, it's useless, right? And so it's the most principal road. And then, so the fourth session. What was the fourth session? Was through, was through Romans, right? Romans chapter eight, right? And what does it mean to live by the Spirit? That. Is through is being moved from the law of death to the law of life, and so what is the image of those who are living being sanctified? They are those who are being set free from the law of death and who have been moved to the dominion of life. And so, as it says in Romans eight twelve, that that sanctification is the process that makes. Uh, no, no. So uh, living by the Spirit is part is the process where you are sanctified into glorification and so what is living by the spirit it's not living by, it's not the same as living in the holy spirit living by the spirit is my spirit being one with the holy spirit and so what the, what's important to this is that my flesh is dead as it says in Romans 8:13 And so even though you've tasted this amazing freedom and you have this joy of salvation, what is that? That is the inspiration, the joy of being sanctified. And so in other words, when we meet with God, through that first session, when we met with God, we are filled with that joy of salvation. And we should have maintained that joy throughout my life. Amen? That you should not let that joy fade from within you. Because what's another way to describe this is saying that I've been maintaining righteousness. But if that joy gets taken from you, then that then you need to be warned. Warned that there is something wrong in my spirituality. When that joy is taken away from me, that means sirens needs to be going off inside of you. Remember, my wife sent this video of, of how we should pray, like like the chicken crying out. And so even the chicken cries out with all of its life. <laughs> if you haven't seen that video, then watch it later, or try to find, ask your cell ask your cell leader to to show it to you. And so living by the Spirit it means that you are not living by the flesh and if you are not living by the flesh what does it you are living by the spirit this is the principle of things and so you cannot say that i'm not living by the spirit but I, at the same time i'm not in the flesh there are many people who think that that is a possibility that that is an option why because they see it in their lives right but but that's not the case right it's either spirit or flesh and so either when I'm, my spirit is one with the spirit of God That means that I am putting to death the acts of the body Acts of the flesh And so the most important thing is to live in the spirit Amen And we talked about many other things but And now today well, let's talk about spiritual gifts So I went over I showed you a great over grand overview of everything that we've gone through so far And as I've been preaching in exposition um at I- I- there's grace that god gives you when you when you finish a book but at the same time when i'm taking this time to give you a topical sermon the way i am right now talking about sermon that means that god wants to pour something uh in in a concentrated form out in this time and so you need to hold on to that and you need to receive that right when i talked about the wisdom series earlier that wisdom series was was so that god could give you how to live with the holy spirit and so look so look, living with the spirit. This needs to be easy. It should be easy to you because ultimately this is, uh, this is uh, natural for you. For example, let's say if your if your stomach is healthy, right? It digests just automatically, right? Just the moment you eat, it starts digesting. Why? Because this is normal. Why is this easy? Because the stomach is inside of you, right? And so it's the same thing Where is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit dwells within you And because the Holy Spirit dwells within you prim- Primarily it means that it's easy Because He has provided every way for you to live by Him And then on top of that One of the functions that He has is What is your um, your What's it called? Your, your, your advocate He is your advocate And so you know, Whenever children of God move They do not move in uh, It's not coincidence The way they move Everything is prepared by God God prepares beforehand and So anyways The important thing is that He is our advocate And so with that function of an advocate Means what? Means that He knows everything about me And He helps me And so all we have to do is acknowledge Him And say Lord come Lord lead Lord move and so, as long as you respect him, he moves inside of you. As long as you acknowledge him, he will make your path straight, right? As it says in Romans eight twenty six, that with with groans, with loud groans that that, that are too deep to, for words, the Holy Spirit groans within us and prays what we ought to pray, right? And so, from that perspective, and then another, and so from this perspective, the Holy Spirit is a spirit. What is our is the spirit that allows us to have fellowship, right? As the Holy Spirit knows what's within us and knows everything. That's in God, and so brings us closer to God, right? And so, if you continually make the Holy Spirit work, He will do. It. He will unfold everything before you. He will un- make your path straight. That's the most important reason why the Holy Spirit dwells within you. But because you do not allow the Holy Spirit to work inside of you, you do the work, and that's the problem. Remember, you have not created to work. You were created to have fellowship with God, right? That is the reason why you were created. And so this should not be a theory to you This is something that you really need to receive in faith that the, and, and so when you believe in the covenant of God When you believe in His promise This is the faith that will rise up This existential faith will rise up It's because you keep thinking that you are indebted to the flesh That you have to accomplish something That you have to do something That's why you're constantly deceived That's why you're constantly burdened And so that's how important it is Are you believing in the word or not And so let's continue and so now living by the Holy Spirit is easy. This is something that you need to receive. That living by God is the most easiest thing. Why Why is this the easiest thing? Because, when God, because God created us and so He knows us better than anything else. And so living by Him should be the most easiest thing. Should be the most natural thing. And also another important thing is, is that is that from my experience when I when I live with God if you make a mistake maybe maybe once out of every 30 mistakes he'll punish you but what about what about what about devil? Devil, even if you don't do anything wrong, they'll punish you. And so which one is the more, more more natural to live with? And so if you think it's difficult to live with God, it's not that the life with God itself is difficult. It's that the f- fleshly strength within you is limiting you. And so it keeps you from living by the Holy Spirit. And so what's the most important thing? Most important thing is to put the works of the death of the flesh to death. To put the desires of the flesh to death. And so throughout my Christian life That's what I'm realizing more and more and more And from my lips I keep confessing That living with the Holy Spirit is most natural Living with the Holy Spirit is most easy and so if you find it difficult, it's not that, that life itself is difficult. It's that is it's that you are so sensitive to the world, you are so sensitive to the flesh. That's what makes it difficult. Okay, and that's what we need to acknowledge. And that's okay. As long as you acknowledge that that's okay, you just need to continually let your give yourself to God because ultimately, when the Holy Spirit dwells within you, what does the Holy Spirit characterize inside of you? That you will not worry. That you will not worry, right? Because in the Bible it says, what? Do not worry. Do not worry. And so for 365 days a year, do not worry. If you live with the Holy Spirit, you will not worry. And so when worries or concerns come upon you, then what should you realize? You should realize that something, something is, 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 is rising up inside of me. So anxiety, worries, concerns, these are all synonyms, right? Uh, um, uncertainty These are all synonyms right? And they all have nothing to do with me If I live by the Holy Spirit Once again I say again Uncertainty, anxiety, concerns, worries All of these have nothing to do with me Okay And so I want to speak of spiritual gifts today And we have much time, yes? Right, you've emptied your schedule, didn't you? any time, right?
1: so let's talk about spiritual gifts
0: and though I've preached out of first Corinthians already but let's let's see let's see what God is going to reveal to us today and so chapter 12 is a chapter on spiritual gifts and actually from chapter 11 to 14 what 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 Paul is pointing out is is there issues with worship and so from chapter 11 to chapter 14 Paul is speaking of their problems in the worship and then in chapter 12. Or chapter eleven to uh, chapter eleven, he talks about the issues of their clothing, and so you may say like, what's the big deal with clothes? But the thing is, is that clothes is is, is a reflection of the holiness inside of you, right? Like, so let's say, for example, that that a girl came to, the, let's say that a girl came to uh, the 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 worship in in yoga pants. I, 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 in tights, okay. Let's say that she came to worship in tights, okay. Do you want to try coming to worship in tights?
1: <laughs>
0: so that's kind of like the issue that's going on. That that, that this this holiness is not is not being revealed with, with, through the outside. And then, so from chapter 17, now the issue of the Lord's Supper. And remember that their Lord's Supper at that time is a little bit different from from what how we are we know it today. Okay, but uh, it has kind of like a more of a so right now it's more ritualized, but then it was more of like a love. Like a feast of love, right? And so, so a feast where, where where the rich and the poor would eat together, would 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 enjoy food together, enjoy meal together. But so there was a problem with division there. And then from chapter twelve, from verse one to uh, chapter fourteen, he's actually talking about spiritual gifts. And so, how can spiritual gifts cause a problem in in worship? But And so As you receive this word of God And just mechanically receive it Then that means you are not Lifting this worship up in spirit and in truth If it's just a mechanical Just ritual, right? In spirit and in truth It means that in this place God is using you as a vessel of that worship That as that word is being proclaimed to you That word is being received inside of you And this word is being uh, revealed to you Through the spirit of revelation And, And you are being a vessel A vessel for worship And in the early church Honestly this was happening this was common occurrence that, that ah the Holy Spirit spoke to me in this way and gave me this revelation and that this kind of binding, this kind of spiritual binding is there and, and so worship was unfolding in this way. It was a common occurrence. Right. I talked about this I, I talked about this and, and, and I do this in our worship when 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 it's necessary, right? But and so obviously then if the numbers are great it'd be probably difficult. And so at this time churches were maybe ten, fifteen members. And this beautiful worship, this beautiful worship where, where as if the Holy Spirit is the conductor and an orchestra is being played. And so honestly, right now, this is how our worship needed to be made. But, but right now, our numbers, we have too many, right? If I were to give you the Word of God and we were all to talk about it, right, the worship would take a week long, right? And so where are you supposed to do it When we can't do it in our worship It's supposed to be done in ourselves And so look Anointings Activation of the spiritual gifts When we talk about these things These things have already been unfolded upon us It has already been unfurled upon us But why are we unable to do so Because of our lack of belief Because we are not living by the Spirit And so Like the early church And so listen carefully guys you are not just simply sitting here and just listening to my words. That's not what makes you a worshipper. No, you need to hear these words through the Holy Spirit. And in the working of the Holy Spirit, the word that God is giving me, the anointing that God is giving me, the that 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 needs to be activated inside of you. And that's when this anoint, a worship will be explosive with with joy. Okay? It's because you are just simply sitting here That's why this worship is so So passive and so boring And so fallow and so the problem with the early church in their worship was what was the spiritual gifts? And so what is spiritual gifts? Spiritual gifts is the outworking of the Holy Spirit. And so what, these spiritual gifts, why are they given? Because God, as He comes upon each and every single sh- church member, He pours out these gifts and they, they manifest in spiritual gifts. And these spiritual gifts manifest to be, be an outward evidence of that worship. But the problem was was that this this spiritual gifts in itself, the spiritual gifts in itself became the goal. And so And so remember, spiritual gifts aren't activated because of some problem that needs to be healed. No, it's for worship. It's the same thing for your prayer. Prayer isn't about praying for your needs. No, prayer is fellowship with God. And in that prayer time, how much spiritual gifts are being activated, how much they are being activated so that you can have fellowship with God. And so you you pray in the in, in tongues And as you pray in tongues You interpret it And as you interpret it You know How much spiritual gifts activate Right Right, Healing Prophecy And, and so as I, as I gave this testimony This morning Right I prayed And then someone's head hurt I felt that and, and I prayed for it And they felt better And so In this way This is the way That God is Unfolding his spiritual gifts Upon the church And so If we are the church of God Then all these spiritual gifts this needs to be these spiritual gifts needs to be real in our lives and we need to see them manifest in our lives and so if you live by the Holy Spirit what does that mean it means that you are not living by your strength and so when God asks you to dig a hole he's not telling you to dig a hole with a spoon no he gives you a fork crane right and so in this way, if we live by the Spirit, yes, there's much to do, right? I mean, you can see, right? We have so much to do in our church, right? As a father, as a worshiper, you have very much to do. and But God wants you to be effective. He wants you to be powerful. And so that's why, in that sense, what's important to us is spiritual gifts. And so spiritual gifts is something that we need to live with as children of God. And so if we do not have spiritual gifts, if they are not manifest inside of us, that's Evidence that you are not living by the Holy Spirit So many of you may think that Oh it's okay if it manifests or not No that's not the case If you live by the Spirit of God Then they will be manifest in your life If not then you'll go into powerlessness And so this must be clear And so chapter 12 to 14 is about spiritual gifts Now of course in in between it talks about love But this love isn't just love But it's talking about the gift of love Karis. Right? And so from this perspective Even love is a spiritual gift And so What was the problem with spiritual What was the problem with, with the church in Corinth Is that they lost this love Because they were doing these spiritual gifts From the perspective of their self-interest What were they losing out on They were losing on love and remember that that what are they losing? They're losing comfort. They're losing healing because comfort comes out of this love. And as they're losing that love, what are they losing? They're losing that ability to have true worship. And so, of course, in that sense, in worship, love is a, a very important element, right?
1: And so, and so.
0: And so that's why after we pray, we engage in spiritual warfare. We pray. What was the What was the reason why I I, I sing this song where we bless one another at the end? It's because of this. This love. This love. And so if you are unable to bless the brothers next to you, that means there's a big problem, right? And so where is the love of God confirmed to you? It's confirmed through your brothers and through your sisters. And so if you do not have love for your brother, that means there's a problem of love.
1: And so and so
0: And so every element of our worship, they're not there just for show. they're not there because of a ritual, right? From the perspective of the Old Testament uh, sacrifice laws, right the the fellowship sacrifice the burnt sacrifice the the wave sacrifice the the drink sacrifice all of these things are are part of our worship right and so all of these sacrificial laws are are in our worship and so and and this is why god considers our worship so precious and so in that worship if it's all delivered with the right heart in faith then of course god is going to unleash his blessings of course god is going to acknowledge that amen and so if you are defeated in worship you cannot be victorious in life. Worship is important. And so again this image this problem of spiritual gifts is a problem with their worship. And so it's not about do I need spiritual gifts or not? No, that's not the case. It's it's that there's a problem with the worship. Many people think that spiritual gifts are given to a select few. No, that's not the case as a child of God if the Holy Spirit dwells within you then of course these spiritual gifts are available to you and that's something you've all experienced here yes and so so now let's talk about these spiritual gifts And so I want to talk about things that I was unable to talk about when I preached out of Second, uh, out of 1 Corinthians last time. And so from verses 1 through 3, it's, talk, it's talking about that the use of spiritual gifts is elementary. Or it's talking about the elementary things of those spiritual gifts. And so verses 1 through 3, is telling why their spiritual gifts have become corrupted and so let's see the issue let's look at verse 1 now concerning spiritual gifts brothers and so he begins by saying brothers and so as I always say this word is really important and so when he says brothers who are brothers right who are the brothers here Right, Jesus. We are brothers with Jesus and because we are brothers with Jesus, we are brothers with one another. And so this isn't just a simple calling, a communal calling. But rather, it alludes and confirms this this relationship of holiness, right, and this righteousness. That's why we say brothers and sisters. And so, when you call someone brothers and sisters, you are confirming holiness, confirming righteousness, and confirming the uh, the membership in the body. We are not just simply calling one another brothers to make one another feel good, right? But we are brothers. Why? Because of Jesus Christ, right? Because we have this holiness in common. And so you are part of my body. And so if he hurts, then I also hurt. And so this this term brother in itself. Starting from verse 1 until verse 31 This is the reason why Paul is explaining Because of this term brothers And so of course should we talk about this word or not Of course we have to talk about this This brothers, this word brother Because this word brother is the reason why He's writing chapter 12 And so there's a problem with their spiritual gifts And the reason why it's corrupted is because what? Is Because they lost this being of the church So if you live by the Holy Spirit Then automatically You will know what it means to be the church Why do you not Why are you not the church? Because you do not live by the Holy Spirit he, as I said earlier, the head of the church is Jesus Christ, and His dominion is unveiled through what? Through the Holy Spirit. And so, even this prophet, or this 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 pastor who is before you right now, he is maybe part of the central nervous system that 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 that, that uh, provides the impulses for you to live by the Holy Spirit. But I do not do that of my own, but through what? Through the Holy Spirit. And so without the being of the church Then you cannot be in the spirit And without being of the church Then spiritual gifts Remember spiritual gifts They are not given to you as an individual No but those spiritual gifts are manifestation Of the Holy Spirit that dwells within you And so because you are the church And so if you do not have holiness If you don't have righteousness Then should you call them brother or not You shouldn't It's because we are one body under one baptism, right? And so if you are not baptized by the Holy Spirit, if you are not righteous before God, if you are not receiving what Jesus Christ has done, that's what makes us part of one body. And so if not, then you actually shouldn't be calling them brothers. And so what does that mean? That if you cannot be called a brother, then could they come into the worship or not? No, they could not. They could not. Why? Because what happens if that person accuses us? Only those Who you have confidence Are your brothers And so What was the spiritual gift That was manifest Or no Right What was their What was their secret sign It was the fish Right The ichthys and so, what was the most important uh, and, and most powerful confession of faith to greet one another? It was that I want to be your church, right? And that's where, that's the goal that we have set before us, right? Is that is to say to one another, though it may be immature, that I want to be your church.
1: Amen. Amen. So the problem
0: with all these charismatic movements Is that none of those churches were manifested in love and in, be, in in this community? It was always these spiritual, these charismatic movements, always just uh, burnt out like a flame, a uh, very bright but very short. And the reason was because they did not have this being of the church. You know, it's like it's like that example that that joke that I always make that there is this um, there is this spiritual lady who 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 puts up a desk and then takes names and and hands out bills for profit. Right, and so all these people who are practicing charismatic movements, who are in spiritual gifts, uh, I've never seen one who 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 was successful in their fellowship with God. They've always fallen somewhere because they are not living by the Holy Spirit. They are not living. They are not living by the Holy Spirit, and what I mean by that is that they are not treating the Holy Spirit as a person, but rather tr- Holy Spirit as as a power. And so, and remember that that the Holy Spirit is made in the being of the church. But these charismatic people, they do not, they do not um, f- uh, know what it means to be the church. And so, and so, like I've never seen charismatic movements go further than ten years. For example, like people like Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn, he he was charismatic, right? But but be, but because his power is 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 starting to fade from him, and so where does he go to receive spiritual power? He goes to Buddhist Buddhist gurus, right? And so that's the danger of charismatic movements. And so remember, it's not about Holy Spirit being manifest, because though the Holy Spirit may be manifest. If if it's not within the context of the church, then then instead of becoming more holy, instead of becoming more mature, they fall. And so right now, we are setting we are setting a record. And what is that record? That 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 we are using charismatic. Uh, gifts but we are not falling and it's not why because we are not charismatic that's not our uh, that's not the principle of our church we are a church that has the being of the church and so without the being of the church spiritual gifts will get corrupted and this must be clear to us and so we'll see a little bit later regarding this but but yep yeah Okay, let's look at chapter 21,
1: verse
0: 22. Okay, on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, verse 12, not 22, sorry, verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members. And so the church is the body of Christ, and there are many members, and that's what we need to acknowledge first of all. That, that there are differences between us, right? There are differences. There is diversity. And so uh, the church is not is not is not um, is not uniform, but unity. So we are all different looking, we all have different personalities, we all have different characters, and yet we are one in one body, right? We are a union, not not a uniform. And so the first thing we need to do is acknowledge that there are differences between one another. And the second Corinthians or not sorry, why do I keep saying second? The Corinthians did not acknowledge differences that if you are different then then you do not belong. But what we need to acknowledge is that we have differences, right? right? Your, your, your thighs are so, so, so thick, or you are as small as a peanut, right? And that's where the beauty is, is this diversity, right? There are three women here, and the world wants all three of you to look the same, right? But then that'd be boring, But it's
1: because
0: But when we say that one is beautiful It means that the other two are not (laughs) And so how beautiful is this relationship That she being pretty is because these other two are not pretty And so it's because of you that she is considered pretty (laughs) And so that's the beauty in diversity (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, every member of the body because we have all different functions right that's what when we come one we make a whole and that's what's beautiful and so uh, so it is with Christ, and so what does this mean? That He who is the head, because he, he is connected with this body, it is beautiful. And so, so, and so, who, whatever member you may be, whether you are a little pinky finger, He is still part of His body, and that's what the, that's what it means by this. So it is with Christ, and so, so I am someone in this body who preaches the word, right? And so, from that perspective. From this, I am someone who preaches the word. And so I have this uh, I, I kind of a representative, right? But that doesn't mean that I am I am better than you, right? That doesn't mean that I am above you, right? No. It's just simply means that I have a different calling. And because I have this different calling, we are brothers, right? But you respect me and you pray for me and you look up to me because of this ministry, because this ministry has and this calling has um uh, represented, representation, right? Like, 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 basically, I am the face of the church, right? And so, and so, there are some who, 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 kind of, uh, are mistaken regarding this, and so that's why you rebel against me. But that's not the case. We are all one body, right? And so, so the glory is all the same to us. It all applies to us. We just have different callings. And so and so what important what's important is what calling you have been called to. And so you all have that same dignity. The only difference is the difference of calling and so so the application may be different. Because I'm called as a pastor Right, the, the the standard of holiness that the, the, that God has set for me is higher than yours. Right, that's that's one of the requirements we see in Timothy is that I need to be blameless. That blamelessness isn't isn't a requirement to deacons, but but to someone me, because I'm the face of the church, I need to be blameless. Right, the calling of the Levites is different from the other callings of the of the other tribes. And so in the New Testament context, you are Levites, right? And so as Levites, you have a different calling. And so so you are called as priests. And if you're called as priests, that means you have no possessions, right? You get rid of your inheritance, right? You have no inheritance. God is your inheritance. And so because we make mistakes regarding this, that's why we think that living with God is so difficult. And so this is the first level of repentance That we need to repent of But we'll talk about this a little bit later anyways And so verse 13 For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body Jews or Greeks, slaves or free And all were made to drink of one spirit So what's important is to be united in the Holy Spirit Whether you're thin, whether you're fat Whether you're tall, whether you're short It doesn't matter what you may be able to do What you are unable to do In one body because you have all received the Holy Spirit you are one in the Holy Spirit and so this is what's important there's no way to enter into the church without this and so the important thing is to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and in the Holy Spirit being united as one body to him who is the head Jesus Christ and what does that mean that means that his commands uh, are, are obeyed immediately And so uh, You uh, you were baptized into one body In one spirit we were all baptized into one body And We were all made to drink of one spirit And so again this drink This is symbolism of being baptized by the Holy Spirit So whether it's the word Whether it's the blood It's all life And, and And the representative of that life The face of that life is the Holy Spirit And so And so continually the Holy Spirit comes to you and gives you that life And so means that every boundary of your life is moved according to the principle of life And so the word, the the blood and and relationship with the Trinity God Going beyond that, all the relationship you have with the heavenly host All of these things is is applied to you in the context of what? Of, Of life and so it's all about bringing life, bringing life. And so when I have fellowship with Teung, it's all for life to grow. Uh, when I, well, everything is for fellowship to grow. And so the reason why you, it's important for you to have fellowship with one another is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's say you're meeting with someone and you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, that's dangerous. If you're meeting with someone and then all you feel is lost in confusion, that's dangerous, right? When we meet, we need to grow in Holy Spirit. That's why it's this one body, right? So verse 14 For the body does not consist of one member But of many So there's one body But what is that body made of? It's made of many members, right? So like there's arms and legs They're different And so what's important is To acknowledge the importance of difference And verse 15 16, 17 What is this? And so if the foot should say Because I'm not a hand I do not belong to the body And so again This is talking about How the body cannot deny one another The fact that we are one with the head It means that we are united to one another So we cannot reject one another So let's say that the right hand Is holding something up If the right hand If the right hand feels like this is too heavy Then the left hand goes to help, right? Let's say that the right hand is lifting it up And the left hand says to the right hand That look at you, you are not strong You can't do anything And when you're on a leg press, right, let's say you're pushing with one leg and you can push 100 kilograms. Then let's say you push with two legs. Will that be 200 kilograms? Who knows? It might be 200 kilograms. It might be 300 kilograms. It may be 400 kilograms. Who knows? And so what it, what, but what's important is being united as one. It's about being one. And this is the secret to being of the church. And that's something that our church is doing really well. And so verse that's verses uh, 15 to 17. And so now verse 18. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. And so now this is talking about God's lordship, that he is the one who arranges the members, who made the eyes, who made the lips. Let's say if our entire body was made up of mouth Then even with one mouth is so loud as it is But if everything was a mouth How loud that would be And so it's God It's God who chose God arranged the members And each one as he chose And so God chose according to how he, he sees And he made it in the best And so this is once again Acknowledging his lordship and so every member Every position It's because God arranged you in that way And so there's no reason to be envious There's no reason to, 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 to Be jealous, right? It's all arranged according to God's lordship And we need to acknowledge that lordship And so it's the same thing with one another Okay, many people thought that you don't need the spleen, but but and so they cut it out, right? Many people had an uh, appendicitis, but or, or but but spleen is important, right? Many people are finding that the spleen is important these days. It it has function. Everything has a function in the body. And so it may seem invaluable. It may seem unvaluable, but but it is invaluable. Everything has value, right? And so let's continue.
1: Now let's say, if that was the
0: case, then then let's look at the elderly, right? They have no value, right? All they seem like is that they're just taking up space and eating resources. And yet that's not the case. Their lives, their wisdom, their know-how, they are loosening and unraveling that in the community, right? And so everything has a part, everything has a function. Right? Isn't that the case? Right. right? Because every member has value, that's why they are here. That's, and, yet why, and so that's why we respect them, we honor them. It's not that they're just sitting here. <laughs> right? They are just, their life, just uh, the contents of their life are unfolding upon this community, enriching this community through, th- through the anointing that they have. But he made a joke that the old people they don't have to even pray like they just sit here and just by saying Lord you know that's, that's more than enough. And then
1: verse 20
0: As it is there are many parts yet one body. And so though there are many parts we are all what? Part of one body. And so that's why there's the same dignity Verse 21 The eyes cannot say to the hand So again this is the same thing That I have no need of you Nor again the head to the feet I have no need of you No this is impossible right And so even when you lose a pinky toe It makes it so difficult to run And so we are all important We all have dignity as members of one body And so because you are all have that, share that same dignity as part of one body, we respect one another. And so you understand that, that ah, because of I am part of one body, I cannot just do whatever I want right? because I influence this body. Through you, this body is being made either more holy or being polluted. And so, when even just recognizing the being of the church in itself Shows that you will not live just however you want Why? Because as a member of one body There is influence, you have influence And so examine yourself, are you giving a holy influence? This must be clear to us And so, moving on, verse 22 On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem weaker are indispensable And so here it's not saying that the weaker are better, no, but rather they are indispensable. As I said earlier, right, the, the pinky finger, right, it seems as if you don't need it, but it must be there, right? So again, right, the pinky. If you don't have the pinky, you'll never be able to make promises. And if, if you don't have the pinky, it makes it difficult to pick your nose. <laughs> And if you don't have the ring finger, how are you going to get married then, right? You need to have this ring finger to get married. And so every, every member, every member is important, is indispensable. And that's the faith you need to have that you are indispensable. Do you believe that? Do you? How about you? Amen. Yes, you all believe. Okay, that you are indispensable so bless the person next to you holding their hand that you that I am a member you are a member of our one body, that you are a member, you are a member, let's simplify. It. you are a member. And so verse 23 is the same thing that and the parts of the body that we think less honorable we bestow the greater honor. So what is this talking about? The things that we consider less honorable, that they may seem as if they are nobody, but they can do something Most important And so look In our church The principle of spiritual gifts is I cannot say that this applies 100% But let's say
1: 50-50%
0: Okay what this means that I cannot make this of my own Right? That as the church grows together, as the members grow together, that brings about true growth, right? Because the church is not about individualism, right? It's, not, it's about the kingdom of heaven. It's not about the individual, but the kingdom of heaven. So we are one member in a body, right? And this is really important. And this is probably the first time you've ever heard uh, this concept in a church, And so if you lose the fact that the church is a a body of God, then the church becomes a religion. And if it's a religion, there's no difference whether you attend a church or you go to a Buddhist temple. But why is the church different? It's because it moves according to the principle of life, which is what? Which means that we are members of one body. And so it moves based on the principle of this life, that we are a body, And so this is amazing revelation that God has given to Paul that we are a body, that he compares us to a body because this body needs to be whole for it to be considered living, right? And so without this body, it's just simply a religious organization. And and if that's a religious organization, you cannot call it a church. And if it is a religious ch- organization, rather, instead of attending the church, why not go to, to, to the Buddhist temple is better Because as a church You have to tithe You have to give offering You have to do all these things But in a Buddhist temple You don't have to do that But what we understand Is that it moves According to the principle of life And because life flows And because it's living That's why There's That's why there's hardships That's why there's growth That's why there's pain That's why there's joy That's why there's life Because it's living and active And then verse 24 which are more presentable parts do not require. And so these presentable parts, right? And so let's think about what presentable parts may be. Okay. Because this pinky is weak, it needs the strength of the other fingers to help. And so it's the same thing, right? That there are members who may need help, right? And so what is Paul trying to say is that just because they are insignificant, just because they are small, doesn't mean that you can mock them, right? For example, we have the elders Chang in our church. Let's say they are the ones who are dealing with the trash every day in our church. Let's say that they were all of a sudden no longer in this church, then our church would be filled with trash. And so you may think that these members are insignificant. You may think that they are meaningless, But but they are actually the ones who are providing Some indispensable work, right? Some indispensable part Relatively, you may think that I am The most indispensable part to this church and, And you are not wrong to say so But what we must never forget is that it's not only people like me who who it's ev- who their indispensability is e- is evident, but even those without a face, those without any honor, that they are, they, they have the same indispensability. That that as members of one body, we all have influence, we all have dignity. And so, why is this important in the context of spiritual gifts? Because. Because many times when we first began in ministry, people would come to me and say, "Say, God, open up. God, open. Or, or pastor, help me to open up uh, clairvoyance. Help me to be clairvoyant." But, but, but that's, but that's not what this is about. It's about church. And so, verse 25, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. So remember, this is about love one another And we need to love one another And so regarding this, our church has has gotten much better And we are doing very well But there are still many who are still focused on the self So hurry up and repent and let's come back in Amen So if one member suffers, all suffer together If one member is honored, all rejoice together As I said earlier, if the pinky is, is in pain Then the entire body is in pain So verse 27 now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it so you are the body that is under his domain and then from verse 28 and so for this reason these spiritual gifts how are they being used in the church That's that's what is being described and God has appointed in the church first and so it sounds like past, right? Appointed. But, but the important thing here is not the uh, proposition of someone being appointed, but rather the state where, these, where, where you are being used by these gifts. For example, we are having this worship right now. And in this situation, in this worship, even now, the prophetic, apostolic, Evangelistic Teaching All of these spirits Are moving upon each member That's the image Of the early church And so for example Let's say in cell In cell The cell leader Is acting as the apostle And then someone Is interpreting tongues And someone is prophesying And someone is Uttering in knowledge and so all of these spiritual gifts They are being used together And as they are being used As they are being moved It doesn't mean that only is prophecy is important And others not important No, that they all are being used For one body, right? And so they are all important And so the church Is like a beautiful orchest- orchestra Where each part has no insignificance They are all important And so and so uh, has appointed in the church First apostles, second prophets Third teachers, then miracles Then gifts of healing Helping And so as it, as it talks about in Romans 12, right? In Romans 12 and, and, and 1 Corinthians 12 What's the difference? Which one's, which one's more effective to us? From the principle of being the church, Romans 12 is more important, but the spiritual gifts of Romans 12 uh, makes you think, uh, it may, it is, what does it make you think of? It makes you think of people who are weaker, but, but in Romans it says that these things that are weaker are, or, or maybe more insignificant are more greater. Now, 1 Corinthians 12 is talking about these spiritual gifts, and because these spiritual gifts are manifest, are revealed, it seems important. But those aren't what's important. What's important is as actually more Romans 12, right? Which What are the prop, uh, spiritual gifts of Romans 12? It's all service, right? Helping one another, serving one another. These things that are not uh, so evident, right? And so are all And then verse 29 Are all apostles Are all prophets Are all teachers No that's not possible Right and then in verse 30 Do all possess gifts of healing So as so of verse 31 But earnestly desire the higher gifts What are these higher gifts It's talking about Which will Which will continue in chapter 13 The gift of love And so and So as I said earlier Ephesians 4 is like the road This road needs to be well paved Right but what paves that road is love. And, and then so when that love paves that road, it uh, the, the the church or the church becomes like um like a like a car that can that can drive freely, right? And so for example, where's the best roads in the world? Maybe maybe Autobahns in, in Germany where you can go like more than two hundred kilometers, right? And so from this perspective, Ephesians 4.11, we need to pave that road with love of 1 Corinthians 13. Then we can freely drive along those roads. And so these and so, two churches who have the spiritual gifts made in this being of the church, then those spiritual gifts will not be a problem. They will continually build up. And so I emphasize, emphasize more again that, that it's about being of one body and so as and so in our terms what is it is being of the church that of course god is our everything and he works out everything in the, for our good in church but and but uh, uh and so because he does so he unleashes his spiritual gifts upon us and so jesus christ has called us and what did he call us to he called us to the church of god amen And so spiritual gifts, or the Yerbang church, you are the church of God. And if you are a church of God, what it means, it means you are the body. And because you are a body, every single member is coming together as members of one body. And if this is broken down, then spiritual gifts is no use. And so let's look at those spiritual gifts. And finally, we're beginning today's text.
1: So
0: verse 1. Brothers uh, Concerning spiritual gifts And so and so it's talking about spiritual gifts But spiritual things, right? The Holy Spirit, but right? pneuma. Pneuma is Holy Spirit And so why brothers and spiritual gifts? Why do these spiritual gifts are ma- Why are they manifest and why are they not manifest? They are not manifest right now Because they are not living by the Holy Spirit pneuma. When you live by the Holy Spirit Then these spiritual gifts will naturally be, man- make, be manifested and So it's not that you need to focus on the spiritual gifts Try to make it, study it uh, uh, Research it, try to understand it No, you don't need to Right. For example, when we have leadership training We talk about living by the Holy Spirit Needs spiritual gifts And so that's why we practice those spiritual gifts But practicing of the spiritual gifts In itself is not necessary If you live by the Holy Spirit Those spiritual gifts will just manifest naturally And so what you need to understand Is that the reason why these spiritual gifts Are manifest inside of me Or they are not manifest inside of me Is because I'm not living by the Holy Spirit And so when we understand that Then it's important to what? repent and then going beyond that if we are not living by this Holy Spirit then from that perspective again the way of the disciple right what is the way of the disciple the way of the disciple is this, right? For example, in Mark, throughout the in 16 books of the Bible, do the marks, pr- or do the disciples pray? Do they do something? No, they don't. But does is power manifested in them or not? It is. It's not because of what they've done, but because of who they are, right? And so this confirms that they are discipleship, and the, so. It's not about whether you have been empowered or not But if you are a disciple Then already you have the power to cast out demons You have the power to heal And so If you believe that you are a disciple If you receive that I am a disciple in faith And you believe in the Holy Spirit And you deny yourself and carry the cross And follow after the Lord Then that glory as it says in Romans 8 Where does it take you? It takes you to that point Where you can die for the gospel For the Lord and for the gospel And so this calling to discipleship Right Apart from disciples uh, There should be no one else That makes up the church Right Because What does it mean to be part of the church It means you have received the Holy Spirit And what does it mean to You've received the Holy Spirit It means that you are a disciple And so you are disciples And yet Why is there no power being made Manifest inside of you It's because you have So many other things Because you are not living As a sojourner You have settled down In this world That's why And so it's We, we are sojourners On this earth Right We are Called to move around, but and so, and so, it, even though God has unfolded everything upon you, and yet you are still falling, what does that mean? It means that you are still living in that flesh. And so, what is the focus of discipleship is that you have cast everything away. So, if you cannot cast everything away, then work, then every day, cast it up, cast it up. So, because you do not live by the Spirit, spiritual gifts are not being made manifest. And because you lack the con- uh, the confidence in your discipleship, that's why that disciple uh, that's why that power is not being made manifest. You know, oh, I am living proof of that. That 32 years ago, the moment I believed in Jesus Christ, already casting out demons, already healing, already. It's not because of me being some kind of special person, no. But because I emptied everything when I met with God, and 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 I had no limit to God moving inside of me. So remember, spiritual gifts in itself is not important. But spiritual gifts being made manifest is proof that you are living by the Holy Spirit. Now, of course, there are still some times where people will manifest spiritual gifts with even though they have a corrupt heart. But, 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 but primarily right now is a sign that we are living in the Holy Spirit. And then so when you see a double negative right, Wait, wait why is he talking about double negative? One moment.
1: And so what's
0: important here is is that spiritual gifts needs to be used well, right? Um sorry, one moment, one moment. He he lost me a little bit. But if you are close with the Holy Spirit, intimate with the Holy Spirit, then those spiritual gifts will get stronger. And so he's not saying to not live by the Holy Spirit, but he's saying to. Or, no, sorry, he's not saying, he's not saying to not use spiritual gifts, but rather what he's saying is to use it while uh, knowing the principle, knowing it well. And so, verse 2: You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. And so the issue is that they were not living by the Holy Spirit, but they were living by mysteriousness, right? They were living by um, by mystery and wonders, right? That's what they were living by. And so, so that's why there's problems in spiritual gifts. And so, uh, there's two things, right? They were led astray by mystery, and they were led astray by lack of being of the church. And then so, and so. When you live by the Holy Spirit, there are times where mysterious phenomenon happen, but but they are not the focus, right? And actually, more times uh, living by the Holy Spirit becomes more, uh, in a sense, um, uneventful.
1: 그그 돌아도 그이 영이 이렇게 틀리대 막 사람들이 얼마나 이메나지 근데 그게 잠시를 그쪽으로 때문에
0: 내가 안 놓다 so you know he's explaining how like it's not about phenomenon phenomenon is not important right like having out-of-body experiences you know those kinds of things they can be signs but but at the same time that's not what's important that's not where you should put your emphasis right on visions on on mysterious phenomenon happening that But that's what the Corinthians were emphasizing Were emphasizing on mystery and and on phenomenon They thought that that's what it meant to live by the Holy Spirit No, but actually living by the Holy Spirit in some sense is is more down to earth Now there may be a time where you need to be separated from your body, right? Like Right, or, or or like, because you need some kind of separation, and so so you feel kind of like this uh, out of body experience. But for the most part, when it comes to the, how the Holy Spirit works, is very down to earth. And so, and so another reason why we can use spiritual gifts is because what is because we are victorious. That we are no longer beings to be influenced by the world And so we need to understand our dignity We need to understand our nobility So I'm not using spiritual gifts to be because I am a pawn I'm not using spiritual gifts because I'm a worker No, spiritual gifts are a manifestation of the dignity of who I am as a prince And so we should never forget on who I am Because as it says in John right, That that the prince of this world already stands judged And so when you don't have confidence in that dominion, then you become a worker in the flesh, in the old self. And so especially when it comes to casting out demons, right? Deliverance ministry. Without this dignity of being the child of a king, without the dignity of the church, this this deliverance ministry is very dangerous. But it's because of this dignity, it's because of this majesty that we have in, as being victors. That's where that power comes. And so, so it, again, this is, comes to under the domain of dominion. So whose dominion are we under? In? Are we in the dominion of the earth or are we under the dominion of the king? And so we do not just have power, but we also have authority because we are under the king and not only under the king, but we are sons of that king. Amen? And so the problem with the Corinthian church is that they... were not believing in the victory that they have the victory that overcomes the world and and yet still using the spiritual gifts and so verse three therefore i want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of god ever says jesus is cursed and so what this is alluding to is that at that time you know when persecution would come right the right right if you were caught by roman authorities they would tell you to curse jesus's name And then some of them would say Jesus is accursed. And then and then they would come back to the church after being let go. And then and then so the church members, the members would ask them, why did you curse Jesus' name? And they would say things like, the Holy Spirit led me to. And that's what he's accusing against. He's saying that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And then at the same time, no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. And so the moment you receive Jesus, Jesus as Lord, you say that Jesus is Lord, right? This becomes automatic inside of you. The moment you receive His cross and His resurrection, then you believe that He is Lord. And so the characteristic of this confession Is that you can lay down your things You can lay down your things Because no longer do you possess anything And so if you still claim your things Your possession That means that Lord is not Lord over you That you are Lord over yourself Remember we are stewards But if we deny the stewardship Then we can't help but limit The things of the world Why are these spiritual gifts Not being manifest Um Abundantly in your life Because you are master You are not the steward when you, And so when you believe That he is Lord This is where true freedom comes And so who is Lord over you Will choose whether you are free or not If he is Lord Then you are free So Honestly, this is all should have been made inside of you the moment you were saved. But as we lived our lives, we were polluted. And and as we were polluted, we became confused as who is Lord. But examine yourself. Who is Lord over you? And if that Lord is clear to you, then there's no reason to be worried. There's no reason to concern. That it's not out of what I have. It's not out of what I do. It's not out of what I can do that affects my life. That That none of these will be a reason for me to be shaken because it's about the lord's will it's about the lord the master doing it if the master does it then then that then that is my joy right and that is and so it's about faith it's because you live by the world that you're unable to have this faith it's because you lean to the world that's why you're trying to solve your own livelihood the church the church doesn't need to discuss how to how to live well right but look at the church these days look at their sermons all of their sermons is about how to live on this earth how to raise your children how to be successful how to how to live how to survive right but all we have to speak about is is god and his righteousness right it says seek first his kingdom and his righteousness right The master tells us not to worry, and yet why do we worry? It's because he is not your master that these spiritual gifts themselves... Remember that it needed to be based on a relationship, but because that relationship is broken, these spiritual gifts are not manifest. And so that's his accusation from verses one through three that they were not able to you uh, avail those spiritual gifts properly and now all we have left is the next section verse 4 to 11. okay wait, before we go there let, what we need to see is that he needs to be our master right mm. And master has a lot of context, right? Has a lot of heavy context, but but that confession is really important. And so, if you live by the Holy Spirit in that relationship, His life, His righteousness, His holiness, His presence. these things will naturally just flow into you. That's relationship, right? So if you keep allowing these filthy, polluted, corrupted things inside of you, it's what's keeping you from confirming the Holy Spirit inside of you. And so if you live in the Holy Spirit, you will not lose godliness. What is godliness? Godliness is not teaching yourself how to live, but godliness is living by the Holy Spirit. If you live by the Holy Spirit You're not going to live by the filth of the world You're not going to live by your strength No, that's not possible If you live in the Holy Spirit Godliness follows So there's no reason for you to Submit to Babylon Losing sight of all of these things Okay, You do not need to plant into Babylon At the cost of these things That's what I'm trying to say Okay, and so this is the image of those who will truly, who truly consider the Lord as their Lord. And so I said to the pastors uh, during this conference that that if you are hinting at the church members um, that they need to be successful in the world, if you are even hinting at that, that their success in the world is helping the church then then your truth has been has been compromised that you have been compromising with the truth because your church members should always be conflicted whether they should leave the world or not right that they need to always have that conflict they shouldn't just um, stretch out in the world. No, they need to always feel that conflict of, of, uh, of should they give everything up and go preach the gospel or not? Right, like that conflict should always be there. That at any time that they can leave their their, their job, that they could leave their 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 uh, what's another word to say like farm, right? Without that conflict It means that you are Spiritually dead That It's when you have That conflict That that you can know That you are living Normally Why do you try To settle down On this earth Is because you feel Indebted to the flesh We are no longer Indebted to the flesh We are indebted to God And so we do not live by the strength of the flesh. It's because you live by the strength of the flesh that you do not know the righteousness of God. This must be clear to you. And so let's continue. Another thing that we need to see is that Jesus is our Master. And Master, relationship with Master is also relationship with the Holy Spirit. When you have relationship with the Holy Spirit, it is clear. Confession that Jesus is your master And another way is that If you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit You have fellowship with God So if you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit You have this relationship with Jesus as what? Him being your Lord And then if you also live with the Holy Spirit What's your relationship with God? In Romans 8 and also in Galatians That He is Abba Father, right? Abba Father This is also important Because everything that we seek we are not asking as a servant we are not asking as an employee we are not asking to receive the wages of our of our works no we are asking as sons who call upon their abba father right this relationship must be clear as well that you are heirs you are heirs and this is something that we've discussed at length at our church right And so that's why we rely upon Him. That's why we live by Him, right? Because of this relationship, right? He is our Abba Father and He is Lord. And because He has everything, do we live by our strength? No, we live by His grace. He gives us everything. Even as it says in Psalms that He has given us the world as our inheritance. And so... So even in Genesis right, 128, What does it say? To multiply, fill and, and subdue the earth And that's the faith that you need to have That that's what God has given you As your inheritance So from verse 4 to 7 The source of these gifts Come from that spirit In the context of the dynamic of the trinity So again It's so important to understand The dynamic of the trinity Remember that if If the part of the Godhead that is with us in physical space and time is the Holy Spirit But at times us being led in our spiritual life is sometimes the Holy Spirit Sometimes it's the Father, sometimes it's the Son And so we are in that presence, that presence of the dynamic of the Trinity And so we need this to be uh, reality to us every day And so if (laughs) this is to be the case We live by the Holy Spirit And when we live by the Holy Spirit That dwells within us This becomes natural We do not attempt to do anything else But just by living by the Holy Spirit That dwells within us And so this indwelling Holy Spirit will determine the strength or the strength of the presence. And so if there is presence, then that indwelling Holy Spirit is what empowers that presence. But even if that presence is not there, because the indwelling Holy Spirit is inside of me, I can live in faith. It's not about what I see. It's not about my circumstances around me. It's not about what I've the presence, but the indwelling. Because the Holy Spirit is inside of me, I am in Christ. Amen. So look at verse 4 Now there are varieties of gifts Now these gifts In Corinthians 12 This is the first place that this word is used Paul doesn't like to use these words But he's using it Because 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 the Corinthians Are using this word In an improper way They have corrupted it And so that's why he uses this word Gifts But gift is not a bad thing in itself, right? It comes from the root of karis Which is what? Which is grace And so gifts is And so gifts are what? Are gifts It doesn't It's obvious in English But in Korean That's what he said Gifts are gifts And so And so what's important here Is that who gives that gift? Right? And so and so when you're young, what's important is what gift you receive. but as you mature it's about who gives you that gift right who gives you that gift? It's not about what you receive but what you, but who gives it to you. So who gave you this gift the king of all kings gave it to you. And so these spiritual gifts are very are very precious right because the king has given it to us. And so if you, cons- if you know God as your next door neighbor Then these gifts are not that valuable But when you know Him as your Father Then that gift is precious And so when suffering is given to you by God Then even that suffering is What? It's precious It's a gift And so if God gives us suffering It means that God gave it to us for a reason And so if we If we suffer through that suffering Then there is glory waiting for us Amen And so there are a variety of gifts As I said It's the same thing It ties into many members of one body But the same spirit And so is the gifts important Or is the spirit important Right These gifts are in the context of In the spirit And so from verse 4 to 6, look at the flow Though the word in doesn't come out But it's all about the Holy Spirit being in the Holy Spirit That they, they are manifest in the Holy Spirit And so these gifts are, are manifest through the indwelling Holy Spirit And so all the fleshly things that that go against the Holy Spirit within me Right, as it says in in Philippians 4, is considering all things as refuse except for the Holy Spirit within me. And so if you have these things that go against the Holy Spirit, then these gifts can't help but be limited. And so these gifts, according to the will of the Holy Spirit, and as we'll see later on, as it says in verse 12, that uh, so it is uh, that uh, not 12, verse 11, or 11, all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as He wills. And so, if He is to work, if His Spirit is to work, it needs energy. And what is that energy? That energy is the anointing. The, energy, the anointing needs to come. And so, if we live by the Holy Spirit, it's not that we want ask for spiritual gifts But rather we ask for anointing Because in that anointing the, spiritual give, the spirit that dwells within me Can work out these gifts And so what we need is anointing And so when you came to this church It was the anointing that moved in you, right? Even though ten years you wandered Looking for someone to open up your tongues But here the moment you entered You prayed in tongues Why? Because of the anointing Because of the anointing And also because your spirit state is open to receive that anointing and so it's easy for you to live by the Holy Spirit. So the anointing needs to be pure and then add also another thing. And so gifts can be used in two contexts. In the indwelling Holy Spirit Or in the presence of the Holy Spirit uh, The outpouring of the presence But if you just keep using gifts only through the presence There are some people who only do that, right? They've never prophesied before But through the anointing Through the imminent anointing They prophesy, right? And if you live by that strength and let's say you go somewhere else or you go somewhere with great spiritual pressure, then you're unable to. Why? Because there's no presence. And so you get bound. And you're bound by your circumstances. That's why we need to live by, in greater measure by the indwelling Holy Spirit. And so there are times where God makes me work through the reception of anointing that flows from without but most of the time is from within and what determines the amount of anointing within is holiness it's the same thing with discernment I was praying this morning for Cheyur and just this morning already uh, God showed me right because of the indwelling and so for the most part whether it's conference or training for the most, part, for many times I seek anointing, but for the most part, it's through the merit of the indwelling Holy Spirit's anointing. And so, it's not about the presence, but the indwelling. And so, do not. Do not rely on 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 the presence to break through. You need to break through through the indwelling Spirit. And so, for the most part, it's through this indwelling that you avail all of these spiritual gifts. And so, if your breakthrough is weak, it becomes difficult for you to live by the Holy Spirit. And so... And so those who are breaking through is because they live by the strength of the indwelling Holy Spirit. So they stand in firm in faith. They stand firm in, 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 in faith. Okay. okay, and so it's about maintaining that relationship with the indwelling Holy Spirit. So moving on, verse 5, and there are a variety of service but the same Lord.
1: So service,
0: diaconia, right? It's about your service. Ephesians four says says that the system of the church, the the, the prophets, apostles, anoint is for to make whole that service, right? To equip uh, the saints for service, and so variety of service, right? Means what? Like there are many kinds of service, right? Someone can heal, someone can. Uh, Serve through through helping healing of their spirit But what is is the purpose of this? It's all the same Lord And so let's say someone was healed Is that healing the purpose? No, the purpose is to know Jesus Christ Right, The same Lord But there are many people who, who are healed And then run away No it's not But through healing Why is healing uh, Happening It's to know Who Jesus is And so No matter what kind of Life you live uh, The purpose of that service Is to Know the Lord The same Lord And then verse 6 And there are Varieties of activities Activities is the word Energy And so like Power but is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. And so what what empowers them is God, right? And so that's why we seek anointing, right? We seek anointing from God. And so in the context of the Trinity, if that's not made whole in you, then the spiritual gifts cannot be activated inside of you. And so in Corinthian church there's theology was broken, their Christology was broken and their their ecclesiology was broken and so that's why even this uh, charismatology is broken and so the condition for spiritual gifts to Move 100% is because Of the perfection of the church Right? Perfection of everything That God has done And so the principle that this church moves on Is that you can avail all spiritual gifts Why can't you? You can, of course you can Now, you know, maybe some of you Manifested different levels, but no But you can all avail it, right? You can all interpret, you can all heal You can all cast out demons, you can all uh, Prophesy, right? And so the important is the gifts The important is that in Through the indwelling Holy Spirit They are manifest And so let's say that you never prophesy Is there a problem? There's not a problem But it's about indwelling Holy Spirit If the Holy Spirit doesn't lead you Then there's no problem So let's say that the Holy Spirit Doesn't lead you to heal Then is there a problem? There's no problem So all we need is What is the Holy Spirit? And, and through the Holy Spirit it Works through what? Through anointing And so maintain that fullness of the Holy Spirit And who is glorified? Jesus is glorified Lord is glorified Everything is for one Lord, right? The same Lord And Because he is the head of the church And so that means that all these gifts must be used for In the context of being of the church And so the powers of God Is all for what? It's all for the church So that's how important it is To be the church, amen? And so let's continue. So now let's look at the variety of these gifts from verse 8 to 11. I didn't hear him go through verse 7. I'm sorry. Uh, But anyways, so can the Word and the Holy Spirit be separate? It cannot. And so if you receive the Word in faith, then is that anointing of the Holy Spirit being activated in you or not? It is. It's being activated inside of you. And so, so there are not that many people who can teach you regarding this this practical application of the gifts. And so, isn't this not your blessing? It is your blessing. Amen. Amen. So now, spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts is gift, right? It's charisma, charismata. And so there are these gifts in in First Corinthians 12, and then also in Romans 12, chapter 3, 5, 6, right? Is also spiritual gifts. These are also spiritual gifts, right? But from the perspective of being of the church, these spiritual gifts are important. The gifts of Romans 12. And So let's look at gifts Romans 12:5 So we though many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another So again here he's talking about these gifts within the context of the body This not just Paul excuse me <laughs> Ephesians 1:3 that God has already blessed us in the heavenly realms, right? He has already given it to us. We already have it. It's just about it being manifest. And it being manifest is through the loosening of the flesh. And so the principle is, is constant growth, constant maturation. There is no end to that growth. There is no end to that maturation. And so we constantly repent and constantly enter into deeper and deeper fellowship with God. We need to continually grow. If you think that after 10 years you have eaten enough word, then you need to leave. But even after 10 years, aren't you still receiving grace? Of course you are, right? You're still receiving grace not only are you receiving new grace, but also we find that you didn't didn't even really properly receive old grace. (laughs) So I'm not boasting, but this is how the kingdom of heaven moves. This is what he's done in our church And and, and we've just simply tried to follow after that Continually following after that Continually emptying ourselves Continually revealing Until one, until Jesus comes back to this earth And so we enter into that glorification Amen And so because this focus is wrong Church, if you speak of glorification Glorification is just a theory It's just an uh, ideal But in Romans, it said that he, those he have called, he, he he predestined. Those he predestined, he glorified, right? Blah, 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 blah. I don't remember the exact words, but, but it's all written in the past tense, that he has already done it. And so, it, when you look at it from your perspective, it may seem impossible, it may seem so far off, but it's from his perspective that he has already done it. And so... So verse 6 Having given, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us So gifts, grace These are all the same words, right? Charis Let us use them If prophecy in proportion to our faith And so Romans first begins with prophecy And so usually in Greek The most important thing is written first, right? And so in this list What's most important is prophecy And so do we have prophecy or not? do we have prof- the gift of prophecy in our church or not? We do right? Okay or, uh, sorry not in this church. in Corinthians is there a gift of prophecy or not there is But what's the difference between the prophecy the gift of prophecy in first Corinthians and the prophecy of gift uh, the gift of prophecy in Romans? So the, the prophecy, the gift of prophecy in First Corinthians is that if you just receive the anointing, the anointing uh, lets you prophesy. But the scale of prophecy that Romans is talking about is is different. It's not a simple momentary prophecy. The gift in Romans is not just needing the anointing of prophecy but also needs proportion of faith and so here what's important here is faith and so this is the prophetic anointing not just the anointing of prophecy so the way the prophets prophesied and so the the prophecy in Romans 12 is different from the prophecy in 1 Corinthians 12 because the scale is different the scale is the scale of the church because it doesn't matter how powerful the anointing is if that faith is not there then it cannot uphold the prophecies for the scale of the church for the scale of the of the community of the entire nation right so the important thing is to have great faith right large faith. And then so how this is activated? This prophecy is activated. What is activated upon faith? And so the faith will determine that scale, right? If service in our serving, and what is that serving? Service activated is activated in serving. And so what about in Second First Corinthians? What is activated by the spiritual gift of healing? Is healing activated by more healing? No Healing is activated through the Holiness Intimacy And fellowship with the Holy Spirit Right? And so Service is activated through the act of serving itself Okay Healing is not activated by healing Right? Healing is activated by other things by intimacy but Romans 12 service is activated by serving the one who teaches in his teaching and so in faith we continually teach to activate that teaching gift the one who exhorts in his exhortation and so in his exhortation he is activating that gift of exhort this is advocation, right? The spirit of advocation. And the one who contributes in generosity. And so in Korean, this generosity is translated as honesty. So, so uh, so in contribution so in giving uh, be honest so as businessmen you need to be honest right and so so in contribution generosity the one who leads this is leadership right right leaders are the ones who go before right That if I don't pray and I say to you, pray, then that is just empty, right? It's when I pray and I say to pray that the followers lead. And so it's about pastorship, right? Pastoral ministry, right? Uh, Leading, leading. And so the pastor leads the sheep in paths that they have never gone before. So he goes first and with zeal. And so, right, so zeal is needed there. And the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. What are acts of mercy? There are things that people don't want to do, right? Uh, treating the sick, going to. The, and so, what do they need? They need cheerfulness. They need to rejoice in that act of mercy itself, rejoicing in, in, in commiserating with people, right? They, they need that cheerfulness. If they were to do these acts of mercy out of obligation, then that would not be mercy any longer, right? And so, what is mercy? Mercy is the outpouring of God's love, of Jesus' love, right? And so, righteousness is important, but righteousness alone is not important. Righteousness comes through what? Through through mercy. Righteousness and mercy must go hand in hand. And when they go hand in hand, what happens? Right, you become a different being. Right, you become pure in heart, for they will blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And so, through so thirsting and hunger for righteousness and being merciful makes inside of you, what, a pure heart. And so, you become a completely different being. And so, the gifts of Romans 12. Now, let's go to, look at Ephesians 4.11, right? Ephesians 4.11, what are the gifts here? The gifts of, prophet, of apostles, of prophets, of, of evangelists, and of teaching. And so remember, what are all these spiritual gifts? These spiritual gifts are the road. And so is that road paved here or not? They are paved here. And so you need to receive these gifts. And so you are trained in the four characteristics of those system of the church. And so now those spiritual gifts need to be manifest. So why do you not have the utterance of wisdom? Why do you not have the utterance of knowledge? Sorry, one moment. So this system needs to be Paved well for that For those road For those cars to drive on it And so God is training your spirit With these the, with the system of this church And so you need to keep receiving The system of the church And so if you want to activate The system of this church What do you need to do? I'm sorry. Um, just live by the Holy Spirit And when you live by the Holy Spirit these, The this system will flow in you And so this is evidence that you are not living by the, Holy, by the Holy Spirit Because these things are not being made inside of you Because for the past 24 years I've been continually pouring it out upon you now that doesn't mean that I've intervened individually to every single individual saying that this 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 that that no no but I let the holy spirit flow into you and so if you are in that if you are in that fellowship with the holy spirit then these these spiritual the spiritual system would have been made manifest inside of you amen and so it's the, and so then the spiritual gifts of Romans 12 and of 1 Corinthians 12 would be manifest inside of you And so of course both spiritual gifts are important but the but from the context of being of the church the spiritual gifts of Romans 12 is more important. And so And so now let's look at these spiritual gifts in 1st Corinthians
1: 12.
0: So first is utterance of wisdom. So when I proclaim this, this anointing is flowing to you, amen? And to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. So the important thing is that these spiritual gifts don't use only one. Right? They they come as a combination, as an integration. So I've never ever used only one. Right? When I was doing spiritual gift of healing, I needed anoint. I need discernment. I needed knowledge. I needed wisdom. And remember, spiritual gifts are not possessions, but manifestation. And so, can all of these be made manifest in you? They could be, based on the need, right? And so, you have all of these gifts, right? You have all of them. But the important thing is, is according to the will of the Holy Spirit, how He desires. And so, if, and so as long as that anointing is there, then, then you can do it. You don't even need experiences. It's, so, and so what, when we train experience in leadership, it's not experience how to do it, but rather how the Holy Spirit manifests. That's what you are experiencing. and because no one no two people are alike God never works the same and then so utterance of wisdom and utterance of knowledge is utterance of wisdom is how to express things and so if you express things out of your thoughts then that may null and nullify the, this gift and so the utterance of wisdom is what you need to use to prophesy For example, something is going to happen to this person So how is the Holy Spirit going to express that? That's what the utterance of wisdom is And so the prophecy talks about the process So this is going to happen And what you need to do And so then you need the utterance of knowledge To express the process, right? And so you're going to become president, but if you're going to become president, you need you need the utterance of knowledge to to show the process that hey maybe step down from this election and then the next election you'll become president. And so, and so prophecy of what's going to happen needs utterance of wisdom and the process the prophecy of the process needs utterance of knowledge so for example another thing about the utterance of wisdom or utterance of knowledge is how to open people up right like for example uh, the Samaritan woman right if you said hey you whore right Her, her heart would have been closed but what does he say he said go bring your husband and so discernment, discernment is the same thing, right? If you call a person who is demon-possessed, demon, that they would get upset. So even here, through utterance of wisdom, you can express well. You want to just be like, immorality, or you whore. That, oh, you, you've been having a lot of hardship because of people these days, haven't you? Right, this is utterance of wisdom. And so when it comes to how to express these gifts... It's not because you are It's not because of the minister but the one who's receiving the ministry um, in order for them to receive this ministry you need utterance of wisdom And so it and so now this isn't 100% the case but those who have the wisdom of God it'll be easy for them to utter that wisdom out right and so we need wisdom right what is what is Proverbs Proverbs is, 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 is what does Proverbs say that wisdom is like finding something more precious than gold more valuable than silver so anything else need to be said about utterance of wisdom There was a sister who had rheumatism, and, and she's she got this rheumatoid, rheumatoid when when she saw when she caught her husband cheating on her, and so from that moment she, she her her spine got all twisted. And wait, what? Why did? Hold on. Uh, okay, but to this sister I didn't act just by saying Saying something But rather wisdom came to me And I told her Rather than saying Oh it's cause immorality Or, or get out or cast out But rather I said God loves you right? Because, because this was utterance of wisdom And so instead of casting out the demon That was afflicting her I, I, I opened her up to the love of God By saying God loves you So this is all utterance of wisdom Another example Never mind If I give you an example It's going to make the sermon too long But let's yearn for this utterance of wisdom Right Utterance is wisdom Really important in in the context Of the one who's receiving ministry If they are unbelieving Then no matter how much you proclaim Prophecy it doesn't matter right And so utterance of wisdom is important to express this ministry. Then what about utterance of knowledge? utterance of knowledge is something that you've experienced every day, right? right. Some kind of, right? It's a ministry that, that it's a gift that, that reveals some kind of circumstance. Like for example, one time this person came in and on her forehead was written immorality. And so like, that's that, that kind of utterance of knowledge. There was one time that this guy came in who, after a car accident, and could not walk, but there was no medical reason for him to be unable to walk. And, and so I, I, and so you know, I saw that. And, and then his examples are moving way too fast, so I, I, I cannot hear his conclusion. One moment. so the s- spiritual secrets right and so this utterance of knowledge is about spiritual secrets being revealed And so what are the gifts another faith by the same spirit so what is the gift of faith right as you well know, like when I say like to people, run or or, or jump, right? Min Kyung Chan, even though his his disc was ruptured, I said jump, jump. Right? How long ago was that? Already six years. Even now, when spiritual state is not so good, uh, your 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 back gets um, uncomfortable, right? So yeah, the healing of God is is accurate. You need to always live by faith. There was Pastor um, Myung-woo Kim One of his bones was replaced with metal And and so it made him walking hard But I told him to run And he runs Right Someone who was um, Afflicted with uh, What's it called With um, Not bulimia What's the other one The one where you don't Throw up um, Don't eat Um yes anorexic anorexia and I told her just eat right that that's work of faith <laughs> and so faith is great right and so another faith by the same spirit and so this gift of faith and the gift of power uh, and discernment they all work go hand in hand who is the one who has power is the one who shows uh, uh, signs and wonders For example, Songja, right she's she's um, the representation of this gift of power, right, where where her bones get broken and then and then it get put back together, and so so anyways, this gift of faith, and then what else? Um, gift of healing, and really, almost every single one in our church member church has has received so many kinds of healings, so many different kinds of healings, right? Right, where where um. He, Right, you got you got healing for your blo- your blood vessels, right? Like for example, with her, she had this case where where blood would all of a sudden flow to her head, so so her head would become would get red and and, and blow up. But anyways, this gift of healing. Uh, working of miracles, to another prophecy. There's no explanation needed here, right? What else? To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. So this discernment of spirits, this is really important. And so discernment is being able to see what spirit is in the background, what spirit is moving behind every action and so why is discernment important? Discernment is important in the context of deliverance and in um, deliverance and something else but and so, um, prophecy always goes together with discernment, right? Because I say that that person has loss of hearts, that person has loss of unbelief, or their spiritual state is not able to receive that prophecy. No matter how much you prophesy, they will not be able to receive it. And so, so this is the problem with uh, Shia. Uh, this Shia. Okay, CI. okay, so the CI style of prophecy it might sound good, but but it's not very effective, right? Because because there's no power behind it. There's no there's no power behind it because they don't discern. They just proclaim and they just make you feel good by the what you hear. But anyways, and so. And so from this perspective, this gift of being able to of, of distinct of discerning spirits is really important. And discernment is okay, so that was the other one. So deliverance and spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. And so in First Corinthians, is there a gift for deliverance? No, there isn't. Why? Why is that not listed? Why is there discernment but not deliverance? This is really important to understand Many people, the mistake they think Is that they think that deliverance is a gift So when we think of gift From the perspective What is gift? Gift has the perspective of power, right? But what is deliverance? I'm not saying deliverance doesn't need power But what are you responding to? It's responding to authority Okay, this is really important Authority so when we say warfare, it's not just about casting out a single demon. No, it's about fighting against the powers of 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 the devil, right? That means that means you have the and so what does that mean? That means you have to fight against a company. You have to fight against fight against a, a brigade, right? Which means you need to have that kind of authority. And so it's about authority, uh, the authority that that that. God has given to the church according to Ephesians 127 and so when you're Fighting against a demon you're not just fighting against That single demon but the power behind that Demon And so who are you fighting against That demon is connected to who is connected to Satan but who are you connected to you're connected To Jesus and so it's a fight Between authority and so when it comes to deliverance Deliverance isn't about a gift Because it's not about power but It's about authority and so if you want authority, you also need power, right? Let's say that a cop chases after a burglar Why does the burglar run away from the cop? Because the cop has authority, right? But let's say they come to a dead end Then at that dead end, what happens? That burglar has to fight And so it's not just authority that the cop needs But he also needs power, right? The power to, to, to subdue that, 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 that burglar And so the more holiness And the more pure The more power And so as you continue To experience victory Entering deeper Into the church Receiving the holiness Of that church Then what gets stronger? Authority, right? That that their level gets higher, and so so the position of Yorbang Church. And so this isn't an individual perspective, but 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 as the church. And so for 24 years, as we continue engaging in spiritual warfare, as we continue deliverance, as we continue been a pillar for the truth, what was being activated, this was being activated, and so. Right. This isn't just me, but but I went to Kongju and, and and there was a there was a demon there that I did not know that I've never met. And what did that demon say? That demon said is that do not take me to Pastor Kim of Yorbang Church. Now these days I don't even need to cast out demons, right? But but when it comes to casting out demons, demons cannot do anything. Why is it because of my power? No, it's because of the authority given to the Church of God. And so you have this authority And it's because, it's because you do not believe It's because you do not know that That's why you're unable to fail it There is dignity in the fact That you belong to your church There is dignity there And even now As it says in First Thessalonians five twenty, That the ch- angel of that church There are angels chosen for you And that church can go at the same time And work in, 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 in Costa Rica and in, in Honduras
1: <laughs>
0: and so this power and authority when it's come, we need to have both in hand in hand and in, confu- in, 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 in balance and so the, but the reason why deliverance ministry is not a gift that's listed here it's because it's not from the perspective of power, but from the perspective of authority. So the problem with treating the spirit, the the gift of uh, the the problem with treating deliverance as a gift is that you do it without the context of the authority of the church. You do it without the context from uh, of knowing that being of the church. And so what happens? All these people who 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 cast out demons uh, with this power, right? Thinking power. What happened to them They all catch disease They all um, Run across Some kind of misfortune Why? Because they Fail to realize This authority So where does Your authority Come from? It comes from The fact that You are the church As it says Where in Ephesians 128 Right The And so let's say that as you cast out demons as a church, where's your confidence that 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 you have the authority as the church? And let's say that you fail, and and then then where? Why do you? Can you still be confident? Because you have me, right? And so, and so that's what you need to see.
1: You
0: now, what else does it say? Uh, various kinds of tongues. And then tongues is also there's very kinds, right? It says very kinds of tongues. Why is there various kinds? Because in AD sixty eight, AD seventy, the early church right, as we saw in Acts one, right? Speaking various tongues of various nations. Right actual like they were speaking in German, in, in, in Dutch, in 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 Chinese or whatever. But but that's how that's how the tongues came in AD seventy, and when I first met with God thirty four years ago, my my tongue prayer changed every day. And so remember, the sounds you make is not what's important. It's the anointing, as that anointing overflows, your prayer will not be the same. And so like one day it will sound like Japanese Sometimes it'll sound like German Sometimes it'll sound like Korean, right? Like this is evidence that the anointing is changing And so why various tongues? Because at the time the words themselves wasn't important But, but through the anointing there was deliverance, right? That through, a, through tongue prayer there was casting out of demons And so... Around 2020, the very last session of of, of young adult conference, uh, I prayed in tongues for two hours, and, and and what was that? It was casting out demons, right? The, the, it was casting out demons of the young adults, and so for two hours, as I was casting out demons, they would all the all the young adults were were were, were lightheaded, and so. That's what it means by various kinds of tongues. Sometimes your tongue may sound like a beautiful song, like a serenade. And what is that? That is, that is having fellowship with God, right?
1: <laughs>
0: and so various tongues... So various kinds of tongues And so if you do not And so if you activate this anointing Sometimes your prayer will be uh, active, or Will be deliverance Will be casting out demons Some of the, your prayer will be prophecy Sometimes your prayer will be will be healing Sometimes your prayer will sound like various languages But that's why your prayer shouldn't be Always the same prayer every day Every time Or just ha ah, ah, ha ah. ha And so, what's the most fun thing we can do in our church these days? Is is imitating other people's prayers, right? And though this is funny, this is also a sad thing. Why is it sad? Because it's sad because it means that they're unable to avail that new anointing that is being poured out. So live by the Holy Spirit, right? Remember, spiritual gifts, everything can be answered in that way. And what else does this say? To another, the interpretation of tongues. What is interpretation? From my perspective, you you in, you interpret your tongues.
1: Okay.
0: So what's so we need both to be able to interpret our own tongues and also interpret uh, other people's tongues. So why are you unable to pray? Why do you fail to pray? It's like this. It's not because you do not know how to speak; it's because you do not know how to he- listen. So why is interpretation important? Because interpretation is important from the perspective of hearing the voice of God. And so let's say we go to Wonju, and there's a there is a a, a village that raises large dogs. Then then that village, how loud would it be? Right, it would be super loud because of all the various dogs, but. But, but why is it quiet? Because they have closed their ears. By closing their ears, from being unable to hear each other, because they do not hear, they do not bark. And so, and so it's the same thing, right? You you cannot pray because you do not hear. You do not listen. And so, what does the gospel say? What does the gospel say? It always says. Deaf and dumb demon, not dumb and deaf demon. It always says, starts with deaf and dumb demon, right? Right? That the deaf and dumb demon, I cast you out. And so, deaf and dumb demon, I cast you out. And so look, the important thing is Is it the gifts? No, it's living by the Holy Spirit That this powerful anointing Overflows inside of us And so you shall speak in new tongues amen. So let's finish Verse 11, all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit And so what should we yearn for? The Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit It's not gifts that we yearn for And so uh, uh, Who apportions to each one individually As He wills and so remember, spiritual gifts is not about me doing something. It's just about knowing the will of the Holy Spirit. That, ah, He wants prophecy. Ah, He wants healing. That's what's important. And so as long as you live by the Holy Spirit, this will not be difficult. But, but there are many people who think that it's hard to know the will of God. It's because you do not live by God. But if you live by God, then what He wants to do is really easy. That He, he, he just tells you. for example someone came to me recently asking for ministry a, 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 like a new person right like someone brought someone for ministry to me and the moment i met them uh, i already prophesied came up because because that's god's will right he wants to prophesy even though i saw them person for the first time the moment i saw them i prophesied prophesied because the holy spirit just moves 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 inside of me and just And so, this is all the Holy Spirit doing inside of me, not me doing it. And so, how grateful are we to the Holy Spirit? So, should we live by the Holy Spirit or not? We should. And so, it's the same thing with drums, right? right. Let's say some right. Your drum, right? You 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 play the drums the way the way you are led, and and so the Holy Spirit maybe right leads you in like a rock and roll style or in a funk style, right? It's because God, the Holy Spirit wants something, and so anyways, so uh, who apportions to each one individually? Again, apportion, right? It, he is Lord. It's not. It's not. I am the Lord. It's not that I seek what I need. No, He gives according to well how it's needed according to the. To to the to being in the church and so what the important thing is, is is that in the Holy Spirit and so when we live in the Holy Spirit so let us pray.